ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of the Russian Federation, France and Germany and the states of Alabama, Michigan and Rhode Island and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 142,000 listeners because you keep listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story and the name of an archangel to help you grow grow, and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences out loud with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is reconnect with the divine. Fear moves in when we feel separate from the divine. Think of someone you love and reconnect with the divine through love. Where there is love, there can be no fear. The two opposing emotions cannot be present at the same time. They cannot occupy the same space. Fear is at the root of all negative and painful emotions. For instance, if you're jealous, it's because you're afraid you'll never have what the other person has. If you're feeling guilty, it's because you're afraid you did something wrong that caused harm in some way. If you're angry, you're afraid that you'll never get what you want. Any of the qualities of love like compassion, including self-compassion, empathy, kindness, gratitude, and laughter will replace your fear. I was recently with someone who was feeling cheated and sad that she didn't have all the things that some of the other people around us had. When I pointed out all the blessings she has that others don't, Her whole attitude changed from feeling deprived to feeling grateful. Now she says a prayer every morning, reiterating how grateful she is for all that she has and for what she doesn't have. I thought this was brilliant. Each person has blessings and troubles. When we only focus on their blessings, we forget that if we had their blessings, we might have their problems too. 
Life is complex when we are able to accept that there are challenges built into the process of living. We don't need to move into fear when one of those challenges arises. We can proceed right to being grateful that we have the strength, knowledge, and capability of solving the problem or finding someone who can help us solve the problem. When we believe in ourselves, love ourselves, and know our capabilities and resources, Life has more love and less fear until we find ourselves living in a place of love almost all the time, or maybe even all the time. Since we spend one to eight hours a day worrying and only 8% of what we worry about actually comes true, I suggest that when you hear your thoughts moving into worry and fear, that you switch to love, gratitude, compassion, or and or empathy. You'll live a longer, healthier, and happier life. My next workshop, Walking the Labyrinth, a Sacred Experience, will help you shift from fear to love through connection with the divine. The Labyrinth is a walking meditation, a path of prayer, and an archetypal blueprint where psyche meets spirit. It dates back to Crete where it was found drawn on cave walls. There was even one on the floor of King Solomon's temple. Unlike a maze where you choose, where you lose your way, the Labyrinth is a spiritual tool that helps you find your way. The sacred geometry built into the Labyrinth does the work for you. As you walk it, it helps you release what is hurting you, connect with the divine, and change with more ease. In our time together at the Labyrinth, you will learn about the Labyrinth, walk it, and integrate what you gained. Release fear, stress, and worry. Quiet your busy mind. Hear the divine and your limitless higher self. Find your own answers. Open your heart to receiving. Improve your health and well-being. Create more peace, joy, and happiness and become more of who you truly are. We will walk the labyrinth on Saturday, November, I'm sorry, Saturday, October 19th at 2 p.m. at the Episcopal Church of the Transfiguration in Dallas, Texas. This was actually the first labyrinth built in the United States and one that I walked every week for many years. You can learn more about the labyrinth by listening to our second on-demand show with the Reverend Dr. Lauren Artris, who brought the labyrinth into wide use around the world. I participated in two labyrinth retreats with her, including one in France at Char Cathedral, and I am excited to share this beautiful spiritual tool with you. I was grateful to have her on our March 27th show in 2014. Click on the episode link on this page or go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com to listen to that show, read my blog on the labyrinth and then register for the walk. You'll be grateful you did. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area like the Ohm Awakening Meditation or Growing Your Intuition. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing, 
with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Evelyn Reisdick, who's here to talk about Nepalese shamanic practices for physical and spiritual healing. I received these emails after our show last week with Dina Miriam on the untold story of Sita, an empowering tale for our time. Janice said, very good show. If we're going to survive, we must embrace our diversities. And Catherine wrote, the insight that your guest shared about Sita and her relationship with her beloved Rama was intriguing. It's so hard sometimes to allow others to fill in for my weaknesses instead of being grateful that I can rely on the strength of others to shore up my weaknesses. I've been working on that aspect of my life to allow myself to grow independently, but in concert with nature and the gifts found in the people who surround me. I'm grateful for Dina's knowledge and personal connection with Sita and those that surrounded her. Dina pointed out that love is the building block of the world. The true relationship between Sita and Rama was based on honor and respect for each other. Their roles were different, but one was not better or more important than the other. They were both necessary and worked in harmony with each other. Sita was able to communicate with animals, understood how to use herbs for healing, and was completely in tune with nature, her intuition, and the inner planes, while Rama's role had to do with outer matters. This mutual respect and balancing of the divine feminine and divine masculine is happening again now. There's always chaos during change, but this is an important and healthy change that will help us heal the world and help us become more loving and compassionate. If you miss this show, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on the reemergence of the Divine Feminine, please listen to some of our shows like October 13, 2016 with Bob Hieronymus and Laura Cortner, the Statue of Liberty Goddess in the New World, November 1, 2018 with Carly Matamore, Awakening the Lion-Hearted Spiritual Warrior Within, in October 8, 2015. 15 with Mary Hall, Awakening to Wholeness. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. Choosing to cure my scoliosis has brought me many silver linings, one of which has been working with shamans who do journeying, soul retrieval, 
energy healing, removal of entities, rituals, and also connect with archangels, guides, masters, and loved ones in the spiritual realm. I have learned so much from them and continue to experience a degree of healing on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, that can only be considered miraculous. Exactly 40 years ago, I began working with the first shaman I had ever met. Joseph had been a concert pianist in Russia. He was Jewish, and his grandmother had psychic and healing abilities. When Joseph immigrated to the United States, he chose to follow his family lineage and become a shaman. We worked for several months until he left the city, and I moved moved on to a number of other shamans and healers until I found Juan Washington about 13 years ago. He has helped me change my life. Everything he does is in and through love because it is the loving energy in the universe that helps us at the deepest levels. We currently have a dominant belief in our society that psychologists are the true healers of the mind and emotions. In my experience, they are helpful, but only up to a point. After 21 years in counseling, I finally figured out on my own that I was in an abusive marriage. Then my real healing began with shamans and other healers who helped me move from surviving to living. I discovered if you want to move into the realm of miracles, you need shamanic practices. They were the original healers, and their understanding of energy and the spiritual forces in the world are needed as much today as they were centuries ago. A previous show guest, Kat Young, sent me a very important article from the New York Times documenting how psychologists are now discussing their clients' psychic, tarot, and astrology readings as part of their counseling sessions. Sanam Yar said in her August 28th article that a 2017 Pew Research Center survey reported that about half of Americans have tried alternative medicine. With the legalization of recreational and medical marijuana and the scientific credibility being given to hallucinogens, she believes more people are likely to explore these options. She pointed out that where people live determines what forms of alternative medicine they pursue. In Los Angeles, plant medicine, shamans, astrology, Reiki, and sound baths are popular, and name-dropping a shaman is more popular than dropping a therapist's name. In New York and Chicago, what's most popular is ayahuasca, tarot readings, astrology, and mediums. In Austin, Texas, it's crystals, ayahuasca, and mediums. Sanam even describes how one counselor started using angel cards with words written on them like peace, forgiveness, and clarity as a joke. He would have his clients pick one on their way out and discuss how it related to the session. It stopped being a joke when he realized that it really works. This is not in the article, but I believe that we're in a time of change regarding the methods we use for healing. I think we're in the process of discovering that in most instances, the old ways are more effective than psychology and that nothing is more powerful for healing than the love energy in the universe. 
Just this week, a listener told me that she and her daughter were having some serious problems and were barely talking to each other. They began doing a ritual that I've suggested several times on our show. They would separately write or draw what was bothering, tear it up, bothering them, tear it up, burn it, put the ashes in the garden and say a prayer asking Mother Earth to transform the negative thoughts and feelings into something good. She said, after doing this for several weeks, they're now snuggle buddies enjoying each other again. Now they have a technique they can use in the future, alone or with each other. This mother has given her daughter a gift she can use throughout her life that will help her release and transform painful emotions, thoughts, and experiences when they happen, rather than hanging on to them and letting them cause ongoing harm. And now I want to introduce our guest, Evelyn Reisdick, who is an internationally recognized shamanic healer, teacher, speaker, and author of several books, including The North Shaman and A Spirit Walker's Guide to Shamanic Tools. Her new book is The Nepalese Shamanic Path, Practices for Negotiating the Spirit World, which she co-wrote with Bahola Nath Banstola, a 27th generation Nepalese shaman. Evelyn teaches advanced experiential shamanism through her organization, Spirit Passages, and she finds creative inspiration and renewal on the coast of Maine. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. As Kate Eubanks wrote on my timeline yesterday, thank you, Paula, for spreading your positivity, love, and light. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Then read about and register for my new workshop, Walking the Labyrinth, a Sacred Experience, or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, what are you curious to learn about shamanism? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Evelyn Reisdick, who's here to talk about Nepalese shamanic practices for physical and spiritual healing. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. 
From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaula at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what you're curious to learn today about shamanism. I'm so pleased to welcome Evelyn Reisdick, who's here to talk about Nepalese shamanic practices for physical and spiritual healing. Welcome, um, Evelyn. It's really a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, I'm delighted to be with you today. Thank you. Um, And I I thought it might help our listeners to get to know you a little better if... um, you tell us how you found shamanism. Um, growing up where you did, it doesn't seem like a natural path. <laughs> no, it certainly doesn't. And uh, you may still hear a little bit of my accent. I've been living in Maine for uh, decades now, but once I uh, get started, sometimes you hear some of my uh, New York City uh, region dialect. So uh, here we go. I was in my early 30s and I was working in advertising. And it was about the time that uh, computers came out and people were starting to do their own work and starting to look with disdain, actually, at professionally produced advertising. They thought it was overpriced because now they could do it on their own. And I found myself in a place where my life was becoming less and less fulfilling 
I had had a loss of a relationship as well and found myself uh, in a severe depression. And I realized in retrospect I had been dysthymic for most of my life, but this was a really acute depression. So like the the, uh, determined person that I am, I immediately went into psychotherapy and was diligently doing my work in psychotherapy. I actually went twice a week and uh, I'm also, uh, at least then, was a very impatient person. And people from the New York City region tend to be impatient people. <laughs> so I thought, well, this is just taking too long. I have to look for some more resources. So um, there was an organization called the uh, Open Center, and they had a great big catalog of um, hundreds of ways that you could improve your life uh, in, a work, in a weekend workshop. Uh, and I'm saying that tongue firmly in cheek. <laughs> and so I, uh, I read through that catalog, and it was uh, from the background that I had, most of it seemed uh, puzzling, and uh, I, didn't, I couldn't imagine that it would be useful to me. But two things uh, did look interesting. One was Zen archery, where you would become the bow, become the arrow, become the target. And the other thing was The Way of the Shaman with Michael Harner. Now, I had read his book years before and had fooled around with journeying, but I had let it lapse, I think, because there wasn't much need for it in my life at that point and certainly not much uh, support that, for that kind of uh, activity. So I uh, had let that slide, but here is an opportunity to meet somebody who actually wrote the book, and I thought, oh, that's fun. And plus, I love tribal artwork. I, I really enjoy... Um, what people refer to as uh, primitive artwork. So I thought, this is a natural thing. I'll, I'll go do that. So I slept in on the train to the city and uh, got to Soho to a dance studio where they were going to run this workshop. And I <clears throat> went up the stairs. Um, there was a table for registration, which I completed, walked into the space, and there were 150 people sitting on the floor which was a startling experience for me back then. But I thought, well, I've, I'm doing this in good faith. I'm going to come in, find my place, and, you know, go with the flow. So Michael uh, talked for probably half the first day, uh, telling stories and explaining about his own experiences. And uh, finally, we got to do our first journey. And I want to say my experience of journey might be uh, of depression, uh, might be similar to some of yours. I felt like the horses that used to trudge along the street pulling carts with the blinders on the side of their eyes and the feeling of your world narrowing down to a very small space that you could just experience life as kind of crushing in on you and having blindfold on and Michael starts to drum and I go into the journey. During that journey... I met uh, an animal protector who I uh, had an immediate connection to, and I had the extraordinary feeling in my body of possibility, with a capital P, opening up again. No specific possibility, which, as a Taurus, I would have liked something specific, but the feeling of possibility was enough for me to say, I don't understand this, but this is where I'm supposed to be, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So subsequently, I spent three years with Michael Harner, many years uh, also with Sandra Ingerman, 
I've worked with tribal shamans from around the world. I have had my own practice for 30 years. I do that with my partner. My partner and I have healing practice together. And it is... um, it has been an extraordinary, not only healing, but an opening up to possibilities that I could not have imagined back then. You know, when you look back on uh, an experience in the context of where you are now, you realize what an amazing choice I made that I didn't realize how amazing it was going to be. But I followed what felt right, and it has brought me here. And I'm just thrilled with the result, frankly. Well, and and clearly this was something that, you know, was drawing you from early on. If you randomly picked up a book called The Way of the Shaman, I mean, that's not something that I think most of us would be drawn to. So there must have been something, you know, within you, maybe, um, I believe, I'm thinking maybe a past life. I don't know if you've explored that, but that, um, you know, something was inside of you that was drawing you to this from uh, um, from early on. Yeah, I think, actually, for me, it was through the doorway of uh, the arts, I was trained as a visual artist long before and worked professionally as a visual artist long before I became a writer. And the images on the book and that idea of uh, ancient wisdom and the roots that we all have as human beings with an older way of understanding ourselves and the world, which is often reflected in in, uh, tribal artwork, it left me... uh, that, that feeling that kind of fills you up with, okay, in order to be a strong tree, I must need deeper roots. You know, and, and I think as a European-American, you know, we have uh, awareness, at least I'm a European-American, I don't know about how many of my listeners are, but as a European-American, uh, from mostly Northern European stock, you know, I can trace my roots back so far, but we have much more ancient roots as a species. We were all hunter-gatherers at one time. We lived close to the earth. We had relationships with the animals and the birds. We understood the rhythms, rhythms of nature in a way that we're just starting to relearn now, millennia later. So I think there's some tug from my connections as an artist with the natural world that kind of pulled me initially. But I, again, I could not have imagined that unlocking that door would have taken me on this wonderful ride to where we are speaking today. Well, how beautiful. So what are some of the blessings that you've received, some of the gifts from this path? I think the the, probably the most important one is to know that I have been given this way to communicate, as my deep ancestors did, with everything around me, with the trees, with the plants, with the animals, with the birds, and to relate to them as family and to step into relationship 
in a way that is reciprocal. Human beings, as our society is structured now, tend to have um, a perception of nature being a backdrop for our activities. And so we are kind of um, draining nature, but not uh, understanding about how to give back. Because we weren't taught in the more recent uh, generations about how to be in right relationship. You know, we we're often struggle even in our human relationships because we don't understand being in right relationship. That relationships need to be uh, thought of as a reverent act. That your relationship do that from a place of reverence. This is another aspect of the divine that you're in relationship with. Relationship also has to be participatory. So if some being like you know, something from nature is providing for you, it is your responsibility. And and there's a lightness to that responsibility, not a heaviness. A responsibility to be in reciprocity, to feed that spirit as you are being fed, to nurture that spirit as you are being nurtured in the same way that a, a, a good, solid human relationship goes forward. You... You think about your your relationship as an entity, first of all, that needs to be nurtured. Your couplehood, as it were, becomes a, uh, an entity that requires nurturance. And then you are in relationship in a reverent and participatory way with your partner. So you have to continually um, feed the organism of the couplehood as well as treat each other with reverence and reciprocity. And having that tool, it has really given me, uh, again, the feeling of those deep, deep roots that I can be that very strong tree. I'm, I'm a tall, big person. I'm six foot one. And to feel that sense of having very deep roots that are, I feel them at the very core of the earth so I can move all over the earth's surface and still feel that tether to the core of the earth and also feel that I stretch up and feel that I'm tethered to the cosmos as well. And that allows me to do the nuts and bolts of the earth plane or, you know, the stuff we all have to do in a way that's much lighter, much um, with a feeling that's, that you are being supported, that everything in life has more... Um, oh God, joyfulness, uh, a lightness. And it's not that you don't have heavy things come into your life, but you learn how to handle them in a different way. You recognize this. I, I have a, an expression I use that my goal in life is to not avoid the speed bumps because that, that can be a, a whole escapade in itself. Everybody has speed bumps in their life. The art is to be able to go over them as though you were driving a 1959 Cadillac convertible instead of a Jeep. You want to (laughs) go over those as gracefully as you possibly can and learn whatever it is you need to learn, but it doesn't have to be a life-stopping event. It can be a transition. It can be a doorway. It can be a shift and a change that brings much more possibility to you. That is so beautifully said. Um, I, I, I'm 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 sort of even at a loss because 
um, you've really just said it all, uh, is that that's the way that life becomes, um, we're able to live it instead of always wondering what disaster is going to befall us next or moving into fear when something does happen because we just assumed everything should be fabulous and there should never be problems. And so, you know, like the fairy tales or the, you know, sitcoms of my childhood, Leave it to Beaver, where you solve everything in half an hour, you know, (laughs) and everybody is... You know, it's it's always wonderful, but the reality is that life does have challenges, but how we move through those challenges um, is the key, and I love the imagery of, of um, the tree, the way you talked about that, and so much is coming out now about the... Um, the life of a tree that they have heartbeats and and even that their um, their rings have a, a comparison similarity to a fingerprint mm-hmm. um, and and the, the um, their breathing and they even move um, in order to position their branches toward the sun there's so much in nature that that we haven't honored and and so much that you said, there was so much richness in what you said. I want, we need to go to break now, and I want to explore more of, of, of this when we come back, because your way of expressing yourself and your deep wisdom um, and love of, of nature and connection is so beautiful. Thank you. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the information on all our shows, the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down how shamanic practices or belie- and beliefs um, about nature can help you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Evelyn Reisdick to talk more about ne- Nepalese shamanic practices for physical and spiritual healing. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. 
From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down how shamanic practices and beliefs about nature can help you. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Omaya can help you. I'm so glad we're here with Evelyn Reisdick, who's here talking with us about Nepalese shamanic practices for physical and spiritual healing. Evelyn, I just love listening to you. It's like listening to poetry, <laughs> and it just comes naturally. <laughs> um, so, um, what you were talking about the the connection to nature and. Um, and and I I feel that same love of and connection to nature that you do. And um, I, as I was kind of sharing off air, you mentioned Sandra Ingerman, and she wrote the foreword to your show to your book. And she was actually on um, my show uh, at least twice. And I. She was my very first experience with a shamanic journey where I was at a conference and she did a a journey to help us discover our um, animal spirit guide. And and I'll never forget that experience. Um, And so um, I loved that connection that, um, that you have with her and that I had with her because I think shamanism is so much more than at least what I grew up thinking it was from, you know, the disrespectful movies that I watched when I was a child. Um, So talk to us a little bit more about what shamanism really is and not the myths that we have in, in our heads. (laughs) 
<laughs> the myth in our heads. I like that. <laughs> so uh, you and I were chatting a little bit about trees and the break, and uh, it, what science has learned. Uh, You've mentioned a few of those things, and the one that we didn't talk about is the one that I that I heard about most recently, uh, because we're in the fall here in the Northeast, uh, and we're starting to get the leaves uh, changing. There, an article came out saying that an individual tree has to choose when to let go of its leaves, when to stop producing chlorophyll, and begin the process of losing its leaves, and they choose by deciding if they've stored up enough sugar in their body. So they use some of the carbon that they take in from our breath and all the other um, oxygen breathers. You know, we give them carbon dioxide, and they use some of that carbon to build their body. So trees are carbon sinks, which is important for our environment. They also make hydrocarbons in the form of sugar. And so they pull uh, that sunlight in through those marvelous uh, green leaves and they create sugar so that they'll have this storehouse that'll help them produce leaves in the spring. Wow. So they, they decide, okay, how long can I stay? And then when, they're, when they've decided, okay, this is good enough, they begin the process of releasing their leaves. But even when they release their leaves, they fall to the ground and in them are not only nutrients for the soil, in them is also fulvic acid. And fulvic acid is necessary for the, the, the mineral content of the soil to become bioavailable. So the trees decide for themselves when to let these leaves go. They create this blanket around their feet. And the blanket nurtures not only their own roots, but anything that is uh, downstream from that tree gets the benefit of the minerals that are now bioavailable. The other creatures that are in the general area and eventually into the creeks and the rivers and into the ocean. So there, the, that idea that a tree could decide is a very shamanic idea because we approach every being as having a consciousness, having a spirit, and since it has that kind of sentience, different from human sentience, but sentience nonetheless, we have the capacity to step into relationship with it. We can communicate with it first, and from that place of communication, develop a relationship. And that, that very idea is so contrary to our Western way of being. I like to say shamanism is what turns an it into a who. You, we think about the tree as being an it, or the boulder being an it, or even the animals, if we, we don't recognize their gender, we think of it as an it. But there are no its. There are only whos. And when we step into that, it changes the way we move through our life. We recognize that even if there are no other human beings around, we are surrounded by beings that we can communicate with. We are also recognize the place that we have a responsibility about how we treat the other beings just in the same way in a healthy relationship. You don't, you don't take more than you need from your partner or you don't take from your children. You don't, you don't do that in a healthy relationship. And so why would we want to do that once we know that these beings have 
have their own existence, they have their own way of being, and they're willing to share with us. In fact, they're sharing all the time. It, for myself, it puts me in a place of having to continually reprioritize my old human way of thinking because it's really a process. You know, this is throwing the entire way that we've been enculturated on its ear. But that process is not disturbing, but rather joyful. It has some of the feeling of a small child. I, I can remember myself at, at uh, oh, I think I was about maybe three, walking with my great-grandmother. And it was this time of year, a little later on where leaves had actually fallen, and I picked up a leaf, as I still do as a grown-up, and I presented it to my great-grandmother, and she said, oh... I love maple tr- maple leaves, too. And this sort of flash went through me because she didn't say leaf. She said maple leaf. And then I looked at the leaf, and this is like three or four years old, and I went, I know you now. Oh. You're different from the other tree. And mm-hmm. so that kind of wonder lives in every one of us as a human being. And what I love about the shamanic practice is it guides us back to being in the world in that same way, but with the intellect that can help to go, oh, what can I do to improve this? How can I deepen these relationships and nurture what is around me so that it's strong, not only for my own benefit, but for all the other beings that depend upon it? That is so beautiful. And we're coming to the close of, of this portion of the show, I'm wondering if in a minute or two you could give us um, a practice that would, a shamanic practice that would help us improve our relationship and connection to nature. In a, in a minute, I will do this. It, and that is to think about the earth in the way that the Nepalese shamans do that she is a goddess that is all-providing, and she sits on top of a pillar of other beings where she's carefully balanced. She sits atop elephants that they stand upon a tortoise, and the tortoise stands upon a great naga, which is a huge snake, and the snake rests upon a conch shell that is floating on the cosmic ocean. And it's as tippy as it sounds. The art is to keep the goddess of the earth, Bhumi Devi, balanced. And one of the ways that Nepalese shamans do that is they offer uh, a mantra to her. And this is a mantra everybody can learn. And it's a way to um, deepen our relationship with her, but also provide her with the nourishment of our honoring, opening our heart to love as we say this, and it's a way to help to feed uh, the earth as a whole and the nature spirits around us. And it's a very simple mantra. It's Om Agya Deo Bhumi Devi. And Bhumi Devi is the name of the goddess. So it's Om Agya Deo Bhumi Devi. And it, you don't have to worry about what it looks like in Sanskrit. You just say it in English or whatever language you're comfortable with. Om Agya Deo Bumi Devi. So we can just Thanks. say it a few times together. Okay. Om Agyadeo Bumi Devi. 
Om Agadeo Bumideo. Om Agadeo Thank you. Beautiful. That is so, so beautiful. I am so grateful to you. Um, thank you so much and many blessings. And I encourage everyone to purchase her book, The Nepalese Shamanic Path, and to go to her website, evelynrysdick.com, and also spiritpassages.com. Many blessings to you. Thank you. And thank all of you. you. Thank you. And thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop, read my latest blog, and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, reading the Akashic Records, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their health, wealth, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I want to introduce you to Archangel Omaya, who is over healing from the spiritual realm. Ask for her help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to receive healing from the spiritual realm. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel, oh Maya, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me find the best shaman for myself. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me find a shaman who can help me release my chronic pain. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Peter Bazzardi will discuss the nine emeralds of wisdom for a fearless life. October 3rd, when Tobin Spisman will discuss loving out loud. And October 10, when Dr. Stuart Eisendroth will talk about when antidepressants aren't enough. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.